Before we get started with today's episode, a quick heads up that Ari's audio is going to sound a bit weird in this episode and the next one. We were recording with a different setup than we normally use, so her audio is going to be just a little bit lower quality, and at least in this episode you may hear a hiss sometimes. And while I'm already here, a reminder that you can find content warnings and a list of all of the major proper nouns like characters and places and things in the description to this episode. Okay, without any further ado, previously on Quest Friends. Who was the last person responsible for maintenance of the shield here? It was Unit 909, but they haven't been in charge of that for a year or so. But why is that? I have been removed from that duty as of day D minus 174. But did you vote for that decision to remove you from that duty? I do not see why that is relevant. The wheel, you see, very rarely makes decisions. And when we do, the whole town convenes in the town hall and votes on it. You have this barrier, and if you use it and you modify it and we get the wheel to not panic, you will have to convince them at some point, I hope you understand. No, I know. You need an army protecting this place while you're gone. Hopper looks like a little light bulb went off. That's that's right, Sarah gave me this when we left the Prodigious. She gave me this orb and said I could use it to, to find her oh again. Oh my god. So we, we've had this oh all along. We've had this shit. all along. We can we can get Sarah and we can get anybody else to help us. Get wrecked, Kyle. <laughs> there was a baby dragon lying in a bed of flowers. The dragon's name was Anuki, but the flowers? They never did say. Maybe the flowers didn't speak in psychic links, or maybe they couldn't think of what to tell her, or maybe they were simply shy. But Anuki didn't mind, she always had so much to share. Stories of adventures and of flying and of her best friend in the whole wide world who saved her from that nasty TJ and did everything he could to keep her safe. And Anuki felt safe. She had felt safe for a long time. But the flowers? Well, with a rump bump bump, the baby dragon pounced on her prey, and with a munch munch munch, she gobbled up the flowers resting in the bed. But for the first time, Inuki didn't eat every single flower. She didn't even eat half, because her belly was full and the flowers were so pretty, Inuki knew it would be selfish not to share them with all her friends. Because Inuki had friends. She had so many friends, and she had so many flowers, and she was so, so, so very happy. A faint wind from a draft picks up small fragments of dust which dance in the air, providing texture to the few beams of light emerging from the ceiling windows of the Wheels City Hall. These fragments of dust dance over turned over bookshelves that long ago abandoned their books for knowledge from more mechanical devices. Machines. These turned over library bookcases now make a kind of arena-like seating, seating of theater in the round. And in the center of this quote-unquote theater are a series of gently humming servers. 
They look almost like a tiny city skyline in their own right. And this faint humming is all that you can hear as you enter the room. With the exception of Shock, who hears a very familiar voice say, Hello, Shock. It has been almost a year since we have last felt your presence in this place. Hello, reference section. What information have you brought for us today? A great deal from many different places. And have the other machines gathered here already, or did we come here just alone to reference section? You're, you're here early, so whenever a big decision needs to happen in the wheel, such as, I don't know, overturning a previous vote, the entire town meets in City Hall and votes on it. And City Hall is inhabited by this group of servers called Reference Section. They them pronouns from a plural point of view, similar to the Nano Spirits. Reference Section is one of the oldest machines in the wheel. It's rumored that they even knew Boz, the originator of this place. And what they do is they facilitate these conversations, help control the flow, but really just tabulate all the machine's votes at the end because, you know, they're mechanical. Every machine can kind of telepathically beam their thoughts to reference section who can then tally everything up. So because you have two very big decisions that need to be brought to the wheel, you need to convince them not only to let you fix and modify the barrier, but also to let in a lot of non-wheel residents, like a lot, a lot, an army's worth. You need to get the wheel to do a majority vote on both. Horace and Jaquel have already called a vote, and all the citizens of the wheel have been called, but they're a bunch of old machines. They take their time, they gotta finish the funny section of the newspaper, they gotta finish uh, their three-hour-long call with their grandson. It's gonna take them a while to get here, so you have gotten here to meet with reference section and prepare. Well then, to start, Shock is going to introduce the party, just step forward towards the servers and gesture. Everyone, this is Reference Section. They are one of the oldest and most respected machines here in the wheel. They were very helpful, very nice when I was growing up here. And then telepathically again to Reference Section, I've come back with a number of friends from outside the wheel. This is Misha Jarvis Badge, Hopper Scotch, Ellie Badge, Ness, and Cubo. It is a pleasure to meet you, Reference Section. And in response, Shock, you hear... And it is so very interesting to meet all of you. But all everyone else hears is Kubo saying his line, and then absolute silence. Oh, yeah, I should mention reference section doesn't actually have a, um, a voice box or anything else to speak with, so... That was our error. We did not get the telepathic frequencies for your fellow machines. What are they? Well, for... Cubo and Misha, they would be these, but some of my friends are entirely organic. Uh, you may not be able to communicate with them in that way. You are correct that organic telepathic channels are new to us, but we believe we can still access their codes if you have them. I don't think I do. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> we will use the old device then. And all of you can hear this old-fashioned, it sounds like a printer, or more accurately, a fax machine from 1990. Just this... And you can see under the dustiest, the least touched part of reference section, there is on a rickety wooden end table, a fax machine. 
and a piece of paper is moving through it and just prints out the text, Hello World. Hopper's all over this. He <laughs> was very excited that there was a machine entity called Reference Section and then disappointed he wouldn't be able to talk to it because he is not a machine. And talk to them. Talk to them because he is not a machine. But this fax machine almost makes up for it because it's like weird and he's never seen it before. So he's going to go over and be like, wow. And then there's nothing else to read on the fax machine, but he's still going to pick it up and like, this is really cool. He's excited. He's nerding out. Misha will just be like, uh, it is a pleasure to meet you too, reference section, out loud, but also if there's a way to also do it telepathically, they will try. Yeah, I'm going to add new lore that was just added right now that each machine basically has some sort of radio frequency or the equivalent, some sort of unique signifier or like an IP address for a computer, something that if you reference it, you can then speak to them telepathically. So that's how shocks telepathic speak with machines work. And it's something the wheel knows. So it's something reference section can use as well. Uh, Ness would like to tug shocks robe and say, give him my number. Oh, yes, yes. Did I specify only giving Cubos and Mishas when I spoke? You did. Damn it. Which isn't important, except that Ness is mad now, so it is. Damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Well, Ness is also, like, on telepathic channels only half the time. He never checks the group chat. Yeah, he's kind of made it clear he doesn't like them. Not as much as, say, Shauna from the Clockwork City, who absolutely hated it when Shock opened one. But... Ness has shown a complete disregard for telepathic speech. Yeah, actually, immediately after telling Shock to do this thing, he goes over to the fax machine because he prefers that, to be honest. So he is also looking at the fax machine, but he... Well, do you want me to or not? Ness doesn't answer you. <laughs> he does those two contradictory things and then leaps. Message scene 932. Yeah, that's basically Ness. He doesn't have time for you. And so reference section is actually dual having a conversation with Misha and with Hop and Ness. So they're probably relaying some fact Hop wanted to know about the old world. Oh, yeah. While simultaneously saying hello to Misha. But it's like a computer program that can only run one thing at a time. So it's like one word to Misha, one word to Hop. A few things get lost in between. Yeah, is there anything specific you want to talk to reference section about? So Ellie doesn't, she's a little behind on technology, not far enough behind (laughs) to know the fax machine, but not far enough ahead to understand reference section either and the servers and stuff. She's doing her best as a little old lady, and she's actually going to turn to shock. Okay, so... So this is like a library, right? But the reference section is the the boxes, not books. Books are boxes when you think about it. Boxes with pages inside of them. I think it once was a very, very long time ago. And yes, I think reference section was a machine who was part of a library at one time. So they know a lot of things. They do, yes. And she's gonna turn and, like, lean forward to the fax machine. I have a question for you. And the fax machine continues printing. So the answer to your problem, Hopper Scotch, is... And right then is when Ellie asked her question, so the train of thought switches to... Yes, Ellie Badge. What is your question? Ah! (laughs) I don't, I don't understand how to... Books, and she's gonna like mime opening and closing a book with her hands. I, 
You can answer Hopper's question first. No, no, Ellie, go ahead. Go ahead. I can, I can wait to find out the answer to this obscure formula. You were asking about an obscure formula? Don't you think that there are more useful things we could be asking right now? I mean, well, I assume that Shock is asking reference section them with using the telepathic. I, 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 I'm secondary. You know, I, I, Shock's got it. So, Ellie, what exactly is your question? Because I don't think I understood it. That's because I didn't ask it. Didn't ask it yet? <laughs> I would be very surprised if you understood it. Well, reference section is halfway through printing out how to open a book. <laughs> because that's what they thought you were asking, because that's what I thought you were asking. Wait, cancel p- print. Cancel. If Misha sees that, Misha will be like, oh, I do know how to open a book, Ellie. I can help you with this. I don't think reference section has to teach you that. No, I was just, I'm, I'm used to, well, I'm used to not looking anything up and just assuming things that are sometimes wrong. But I'm also more used to books than machines. But I want to know if, uh, what... Can we say that will convince all of the robots here to do what we want them to? Why phrase it that way? <laughs> no, here, here. I don't. I don't want to phrase it that way. Let me re-say it, please. Yeah, go ahead. How do um? What is the best way to explain? what we're trying to do so that they let us finish talking. The fax machine prints out. As the town server, it is our responsibility to record what is and what has happened. It is up to those who access this information to determine how to interpret it. Thank and you for nothing. Sh- this is why I love... <sighs> And sh- I can't use computers. Are there many books that just tell you how to persuade people? I don't know. I don't actually read books either. Do you want? Do you want fucking some sort of pickup artist no, book I- on how to like be successful and make people like you? How to pick up robots? <laughs> pick up robots. They're all uh not bulldozers, but like the ones that cranes, forklifts, forklifts. That's the pickup community in. <laughs> They're forklifts. It's very literal. Look, Ellie has been getting progressively more flustered because she doesn't understand technology. And this is her nightmare of this, like, retirement village where you (laughs) go to die. And then she was like, oh, I had a good idea. This will help. And then it didn't work. Um... Um, Misha also has that one ability where they can become an expert on the thing they look up so they could also look up how to become persuasive on small elderly robots. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. We're gonna just speed through this. Oh, oh look, the hiss is coming in. You see a giant forklift in a fedora. <laughs> no! It picks up a robot. You fade out. There we go. No! You now are better at convincing people. Please, what? No, I hate this. 
my thing was going to be almost the same because I have that library access thing that's really cool that I never fucking use because I forget about it. So I was going to be like, Ellie, if you're really worried, you know, you could get a book and see if that's more helpful and then just reach into the cloud, I guess, and pull out like public speaking by C.K. Jarvis. <laughs> by C.K. Jarvis. <laughs> yes. For robots is like the postscript <laughs> with a little asterisk next to it. I feel like it's probably gonna be about as useful. I just thought that maybe it would be easier to to ask a robot than a book and try to read it all. I'm gonna interrupt Emily here with a grainy. So you want to speak publicly and convince people, but you're scared of making a loud noise and especially afraid of speaking to robots. This is not what I wanted! We're gonna help you overcome that fear! And this is a book that Hop has picked out. (laughs) Public speaking for machines. And because part of the fear is being quiet, it is in fact a very loud book. Oh no. It's like a pop-up book. You open the page and it starts speaking. If it's really loud and annoying, Hop is just gonna close it because that's not quite what he wanted. He wanted something to comfort Ellie and this sounds like it's not doing that. So what you're going to want to do is... It's still talking. I'm, I'm, you have brought a book by C.K. Jarvis <laughs> into like, the world? Do okay. you think shutting that book and running from your fears... Yes! I did! I thought shutting a book would work! You think that's going <laughs> to shut up C.K. Jarvis? No, you have made a pact with the devil at this no. point. <laughs> I do want to to say that Misha wants to finish listening to what Bear's older sibling wants to say because it probably will be important and so they want to open the book again. Shock is just going to quietly go up to Ellie and say, it was a good idea, but reference section is uh, sometimes kind of hard to pin down. They have a lot of knowledge, but the way they apply it doesn't always add to discussions. Sounds like grad school. (laughs) Sounds like my life. (laughs) So after you learn all of that, reference section does ask you, Shock. While we cannot directly assist in creating your plan, we can still learn about it. How do you intend to persuade the wheel? Well, the plan is that there, um, there isn't one. I was going to get all of the people of the wheel here, and I was going to try to persuade them that taking care of themselves is a good thing, and that change is not always scary, and that I love and appreciate all of them, and I hoped that this would maybe persuade them to let us uh, fix the shield generator and bring a lot of outsiders in, because the wheel will be attacked in the next few days, and unless we have a lot more people here to protect it, everyone here will uh, perish. Do you have a speech that you want to give them? Because otherwise I can do a very fun segue. If you're asking, do I have a prepared speech like Rob and Jamie? No. The only thing I prepared was I was going to make a joke where I impersonated Rob because I've been listening to a lot of Totalis Rankium. So if it's all right with you, I think there's a fun segue we could do. Okay. And Shock's voice echoes, not only in this old, musty space, but also in the future. The wheel will be attacked in the next few days, and unless we have a lot more people here to protect it, everyone here will uh, perish. 
And as you finish that final word while giving your speech to the wheel, or we will all perish, all of the machines who have been assembled to the wheel who you have just given the speech to erupt. Wait, we're gonna do what? Who's gonna kill us? I don't know what's going on. This is going to make things very unclean. And just pandemonium breaks out. Look, look, yes, it's true. There is danger coming. And it's largely my fault. It's coming here because you are all important to me. I kind of, I kind of told him how to get here, but- He confessed, it's already his fault. Vote, 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 vote. It the, is not his fault. Simplifying. The buzzer from Family Feud, the X one that appears goes <laughs> up, the eh. That's not what the vote is for yet. You can vote for my crimes later. That is not the issue on the table. Um, they're not going to vote for your crimes. You didn't do crimes. Anyway, everyone, listen. L- listen to me for a moment. This is a very scary time. I'm very scared as well, and I have been scared in the year that I've been away. When I lived here, nothing dangerous or scary really ever happened to me, aside from like getting lost in a cave once, falling down some stairs, skinning my knees. The outside world has a lot of stuff in it, and sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's really, really good. But if I hadn't made the choice to seek that out, I also wouldn't have my wonderful friends here today. I wouldn't be able to speak to you here as I am right now. I know you previously voted to not take care of yourselves anymore, but you weren't going to repair anything or scavenge anything. You were going to keep things the same as they always were, but things won't work that way. Even if you do nothing, and try to change nothing, the world will change on its own around you. And if you do absolutely nothing, it will always change for the worse. Unless you try to take care of yourselves, try to take care of your home, things will start to get worse, and in this case, they will get worse abruptly. But I do have a plan to help. We can, with the help of other friends, protect this place. We can help you rebuild your home. And I know that at least some of you would like things to be nicer than they are right now, even if the idea of things changing is scary. So what do you say? Do you want to give the wheel another chance? Shock. Who do you give your other GM intrusion point to? I'm giving it to Ari because she's the third person to link Unit 909 with Mo. For from Wally. Oh, yeah. The little, little clean robot Mo. I mentioned that to Kyle the other day. I just imagined this little little robot is Mo. Perfect. Thank you. As your speech finishes, Shock, you notice that the machines have all gotten very silent. It's hard to tell if they're enraptured or not. They often don't have many expressions. Mm-hmm. But that's when behind you, the fax machine starts to print. And you hear a voice in your head say... By a nearly unanimous vote, the wheel has decided to reinforce the exile of Shock, and to reject both of his proposals. Announcement break for Quest Friends, episode 76, The Obsidian Cloud, part 3. 
I'm Kyle, your GM, and our intro and outro song is Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. And update-wise, today's episode is a pretty light one. I wanted to once again credit the incredible David S. Deer for providing the voice of Horus, Shock's robot guardian, and that was it. I hope you're enjoying this episode, and our next episode will be coming out on Monday, May 24th. But if you'd like additional content before then, you can find stories, artwork, and behind-the-scenes insights at patreon.com slash questfriends. I'll see you there. So you are all now outside of City Hall. After doing that vote, the machines had reinforced that because the exile had been enforced for shock and because the rest of you aren't citizens of the wheel and therefore do not have a vote, you were all basically shuffled out of the room as the wheel deliberated on the details of the agreements it had just made. That uh, didn't exactly... Um did we have another plan? No. I don't think we did. Or like, will they let us try again? Because it seems like we should have had a little more interaction before they just voted. Like, I've been to court a couple times <laughs> and it has never gone quite like that. Shock walks away. Um, Shock, do, do they provide some sort of timeline? Um... Are you supposed to leave right now, or do they give you some time to, you know, prepare things? Because if it's the case, well, then we can still show them why you shouldn't leave because of what we are planning to do. I did not hear any mentions of uh, imminent or right now, and even when I was unfairly judged, I had at least a whole day to prepare and prove things wrong. Shock is going to stop walking for a moment and then say, through the mental link, hasn't ever really been a vote like this before, but I'm going for a walk. Ellie is going to look at Hopper. Are Horace and J. Kell here, or are they... Not right now. No, they, they, they are currently... Is J. Kell just yelling at everyone in the meeting? Horace and J. Kell are trying to salvage the meeting. J. Kell's on the war path. You all claim that Chalk has made a major mistake, which he has, but none of us here are perfect. Clarity, do you remember when you abused the amount of power you consumed in Power Stand Street and caused a shortage for two whole weeks? And he just is continuing going on like that. The rest of the wheel is figuring out the details. Horace is trying to do damage control. And J. Kell is on the warpath. But Ellie looks at Hop. Do you think it would make it worse? Or do you think that there would be like... Because I can hear J. Kell in there yelling. And I was just thinking if it would make things worse if I went in there and also yelled. Or if maybe it would be like a... <laughs> Oh, look, they're very similar. These two very different people kind of a thing. And also, <laughs> I am very deeply upset. I, I know. And I, like, I'm going to try really hard if you tell me if it's a bad idea not to go in there. But um, Hopper puts his arms on Ellie's shoulders and goes, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs>
Are you sure? Because I was kind of hoping you were going to say it was a good idea. I'm really not sure. You know, it might be. But I think what we need to do is channel that energy <laughs> into something official. I wish I knew more about about their legal turnings, about their, um, their you know, is there a way to stall votes? I was going to ask Shock, but I don't think he's, he needs some space, I think. Uh, Kyle, I have an out of character question. Yeah. Last session, it never came up, but I had asked if Ness could sneak into that little janitor's closet that had the Roomba-sized flap, and he definitely did that while nobody was paying attention, and you had me roll a die and said it could come up later. I was going to suggest that, so yeah. Really? Yes! Okay, then after Hopper says that, Ness produces a little pamphlet that's titled Inner Legal Workings of the Wheel of Boz, and he goes, oh, you mean something like this? And Hopper looks at it and takes it and says, wait, where did you get this? Well, the janitor's closet. There's a lot of stuff in there. Not a lot of it's fun. Ness, that that wasn't fun. That wasn't a janitor's closet. That was a home. And you just stole this from someone's home. Well, I'm sure they have other copies. This can't be the only copy. It's fine. It's fine. Someone explain to me how we filibuster. I, uh, filibuster, to the extent of my knowledge, is a funny word to mean talks for a long time to stall a vote. Essentially, yeah, you are Essentially? Oh, we could do that. Did I have it right? Okay, that was my, yeah. And then hopefully at the end of the filibuster, they'd be like, oh, we can have the vote now and we'll vote differently than we did the first time. <laughs> so. All right. I am going to cut it here, if that's all right. I'm going to send a message to Quest Friends chat. I want everyone except for Tom to check it, if that's okay. So I cannot look at Quest Friends chat, is what you're saying. Do not look at the Quest Friends chat. I shouldn't pick up my phone right now. Because I have an idea, and I want to suggest it to everyone but you. Oh, we're doing this again, are we? Oh! So is it all right if I, uh, if, yeah, everyone checks it except for Tom? It's treason, then. All right, so Shock, where exactly are you going? Shock is walking to the beach. And you can hear the waves of the beach always sounding much more ferocious than they actually are. That being said, the mist from the waves crashing against the rocky and metallic shore is still very cold, especially with the overcast sky. And what are you doing? Shock is just sitting down on the sand, arms on his knees, chin not exactly on knees but like that sort of tucked up sit you know and just staring out at the waves what are you trying to do bud what do you think I'm trying to do oh I have my theories but I wanted you to think about them as well you know they sometimes say that when you talk about something out loud, just how silly it sounds can make sense. Well, did you come here to gloat then? Because it's not working out so well right now. Doing what I'm always doing. Trying to stop you. And... Gloat? What do you think I am? Some big, bad, monologuing villain? No, that was that Ezra guy. The Jagged Dreams. Those are the goofy, I'm gonna monologue at you kind of folks. I'm just trying to give you a chance to understand. I can tell. I can tell you're almost there. Shock is going to laugh a little bit at that and say, you know, it's, it's funny and a little frustrating right now because... It reminds me that sometimes people just won't ever listen to you, even if even if you know their heart is in the right place. And you know they're not trying to do anything wrong, they're trying to do good things. Sometimes 
sometimes people just won't agree with you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to convince you. The wheel, they get it. I get it. You're the only one who doesn't seem to get the picture shock. They don't get it. They just... They just don't want anything to happen to the mother again. They're not going to be happy when you attack this place. They're just going to be confused and scared because... Attack! Attack! You you know what I'm trying to do. I feel like attack is a rather harsh word, especially as I said, they don't seem particularly too concerned about it. They're just waiting for everything to end, and I don't... I don't want them to give up. Yeah, so stop them. They want it to end. I can give them an out. It seems like they want what I want, what you want, what I want. Not seeing what the issue here is, okay? You know, the I- issue is that the people you consume are never coming back, Lowell. They're not coming back, okay? I don't they're know what that thing- They're not coming back because they're, they're here. They're not coming back because they're here. When was the look, last Look time at this, you- look at this, boom. And suddenly all around you, you find yourselves in this war field. There are bombs going all over the place. You're in, I don't know, Malovich, Theamore, something like that. And you see in the distance, Mauve and Mako just locking eyes, and you can see the love they have for each other. He flips again. You see Anuki frolicking in this massive field of flowers. He flips again. You see this short guy who kind of looks like a dwarf happily making a bunch of sandwiches in a kitchen, including this club sandwich that's shaped like an actual club. And he keeps flipping through so many lives, so many scenes surrounding you. And as he does, he says, they're all here, all here, all the time. I don't get what you don't get about that. Can they see us? No. Why can't they see us? Because they're living their world, we're living ours. We save them, but we don't get to be with them. That's the cost we take. That's no different. But it seems worth it to let all of this, and suddenly hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives, of scenes, of moments throughout history start playing over each other at once. All of this is happening, and if you don't get it in your head, then all of it... And the voices grow silent. Actually goes away. It already has. Let's say you stop me. Hmm? Let's say you come up. You be the big bad hero. You stop the bad guy. What do you think happens to all of those moments without something to anchor them into this reality, even if they're dead? The last moments all of these lives get to have and get to live. What do you think happens when you remove them from the only thing anchoring them to this world? Shock is going to look away for a moment and turn back to Lowell and say, why are you actually here talking to me right now? What are you hoping to achieve? What is it you want in this moment? Because last time we spoke, it seemed that we had made a clear accord, looked into each other's heads, and we said, there's no way we can just talk this out. You wanted to have this big confrontation here to prove to me that I was wrong, and you're still on your way. But then why are you here? Are you lonely? Are you reaching out for help? Because it sounds like you're not satisfied with your own words anymore. 
am I reaching out for help? So condescending of a thing to say. Oh, do I need your help? I'm fucking Aegon Stormbreaker. I can handle myself. No, I'm here because you want, you want the fucking honest truth. Honest goddamn truth. I'm not here because I want you to understand. I'm not here because I believe in you. I'm here because you're holding my goddamn friends hostage. You're keeping those people important to me away from me. So you give them back, or I take yours. Well then, I guess that lays it out very crystal clear. I know I can't convince you of anything. There's nothing I could say that will change that. But for what it's worth, I am still glad we met Lowell. Yeah. Well... Just know, and a shadow starts to appear at Lowell's feet and starts rising. That when you and your little strike team arrive and the shadow continues rising up his legs, you start to see these black boots and these black greaves. When you all come, I, I'll respect your wishes. I won't hold back. If you think that the Apocrita is the same as death, I'll respect your wishes. After all, and in front of you, fully clad in his Angulan Knight's armor, Aegon Stormbreaker unsheathed his warhammer. You're the only one I need alive. And with that, he disappears. And Shock is going to pick up a skipping stone and just fling it out into the sea. Not actually skipping it, just thrablah. Have you really forgotten your technique after just a year? I've told you that each stone needs its own kind of throw. Oh, hi, Horace. No, I, um, I wasn't really trying anything with that stone. I don't blame you. It can be frustrating to feel like you have everything lined up perfectly. And he picks up a stone and he throws it as the waves come in. So he goes to skip it, but the wave just hits the rock and knocks it into the wall. Only to have the waves wash away your efforts anyway. They're more stubborn than I thought they would be. It. It all happened so much faster than I expected. I thought I'd have more time to talk to him one-on-one. I guess in my head, I remembered everything a lot more fondly. Part of me hoped they would be happy to see me again after all this time, but I guess there weren't very many who were. Well, that's how memory works sometimes, even for machines. It takes far too much data to remember the details. So we hold on to the emotions and extrapolate the rest. Shock will actually look like he's deep in thought of that and just start mumbling, Memories. Hmm. Is it weird, Horace, that even now, even after they've already voted, they've already rejected the idea, I still haven't given up hope deep down inside? I still, I still feel like there might be a way to convince them otherwise. Do you think that's even possible at this point? Am I just building myself up for nothing? Well, Shock, do you consider me a fool? Of course not. Because when I nominated you to be the next scavenger, or 
exile as they would call it, I had hoped the same. Shock, not everyone you believe in is going to repay that belief in kind. That doesn't make you a fool for trying. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Thank you, by the way, Horace, for everything you've done over the years. There were a lot of times where I was worried I wouldn't get to see you again, to say that, but I'm very happy I made it back here after all this time, and I think I have at least one more idea. Well, I will be behind you the whole way. <laughs> Although at my pace nowadays, maybe a bit further behind. And he lifts himself up from where he was sitting on his cane. No need to wait upon me, though. After all, your friends can only filibuster for so long. They what? And we cut to the inside of City Hall. And I'm just gonna let y'all go. So... Ellie is going to embrace her feelings. She's been learning throughout this campaign how to talk about her hopes and her loves and her fears. And so Ellie has not had the time to go to a therapist. So instead, she's going to overshare. When I came here, I was nervous to... You know, meet Shock's family because, you know, I thought that maybe I would make a bad impression and then there's technology and I don't really get it because I'm an old human instead of an old robot like you are. But, you know, then I got here and I was like, oh, I have something new to be nervous about. This is my deepest, darkest nightmares that I often try to repress about my own age. So I've heard how people like when they're old, go and live in these nice little places that they get taken care of and they're around other old people and then one by one, their friends die and then they die. What did she say? Start in front! Let me, let me raise my voice a little bit more for you. See, this is another one of the things I fear, the degradation of my own body. And so, like, my hearing, you know, it's a little less than it used to be. My eyesight, a little less than it used to be. I've just, I've noticed, you know, my joints are creaking more. And that's part of, part of it is that I've nailed a bunch of metal into them. But part of it, I think, is that I'm old and maybe my blood is resting the metal. I didn't think about that kind of thing <laughs> when I did it because I was young and I wasn't thinking. Um, metal? I thought she was a human. Do humans have metal now? She's going to shoot out her claws. Metal! <laughs> So if someone wants yeah. to cut in at any point, because I feel like this we should have- This is terrible. This ah! is nightmarish. Why do you live here? Why are you making these decisions? Um, well, I am a, first of all, my nomenclature is Misha Jarvis Batch. I am a fellow machine like you. And just like you, I have gotten to meet Shock for a long time. And I just want to say that I consider your vote a mistake. And I want to make you reconsider your vote because I have been in the past judged and had wrong votes on me. 
and Shock, as well as my other friends, but uh, Shock right now, since he is the the main target of this vote, has helped correct those bad judgments. So I want to do that as well. He also has prevented me several times from running away from people. And so I believe that I should also prevent him from being forced to run away from his family. Uh, and, well, I also want to say that uh, Shot is a really good special friend of mine. And I would like to recount how I have met him and all of our adventures that I just remembered so that you can understand more about why Shock has helped me. And so then Misha will just go and talk about the entirety of the campaign to these machines <laughs> and how Shock, like how they met Shock and all of their progression in their romantic endeavors, but also how he helped Misha specifically. One of the big trees had been partially chopped through, and standing beside it, with an uplifted axe in his hands, was a man made entirely of tin. His head and arms and legs were jointed upon his body, but he stood perfectly motionless, as if he could not stir at all. Dorothy looked at him in amazement, and so did the Scarecrow, while Toto barked sharply and made a snap at the tin legs, which hurt his teeth. Did you groan? asked Dorothy. Yes, answered the Tin Man. I did. I've been groaning for more than a year, and no one has ever heard me before or come to help me. What can I do for you? she inquired softly, for she was moved by the sad voice in which the man spoke. Get an oil can and oil my joints, he answered. They are rusted so badly that I cannot move them at all. If I am well oiled, I shall soon be all right again. You will find an oil can on a shelf near my cottage. Ness will actually just push Cubo off the stage at this point. Go, nobody cares! Look, look, I know that what we're doing here is just, like, talking a lot, so let me tell you about things that you do care about. Like the time I tried to, uh, rob a delicatessen. Not, like, steal from the delicatessen. Like, I tried to, like, rob the delicatessen itself because I thought it would be cool to own a delicatessen. But it turns out that kind of thing is really hard to move. I mean, I had a little cart, but that didn't really cut it. So what I'm saying is that my life has gotten better since knowing Shock. Like, I was trying to steal it, what, rob a delicatessen. Well, I wanted to name it the Delicanessen, which is super cool. But, like, now I have Shock. And, you know, I didn't really like him at first. Like, I can see why you all want to vote him out. But, like, I, you should really reconsider that. Because I reconsidered. And now I'm, you know, happy? Also. All right. Hell, you want to hear my suggestion for Hoppers? I do. I think Hopper should talk about the plot to his favorite Jameson Hopper story, The Well Water. No, oh no, <laughs> don't make me do that. <laughs> it's going to be a Patreon plug. Okay. We just won't say it's a Patreon plug, but I thought no, that could be- No, it's too late. I will already say it's a Patreon plug. I'll always plug Patreon. All right. Actually, hang on. So- Jameson Hopper is a uh, quasi-historical mythological figure. Nobody really knows if he existed or not. I have read many sources that imply that he did, and many sources that imply instead he is a culmination of a lot of different people who existed around that time into one kind of uh, uh, folk hero, if you will. Um, but Jameson Hopper does a lot of cool things, and uh, one of my favorites called the Wellwater. He goes to this town where their well has dried up. And uh, you probably don't need water, but organic beings do need water to live. So that's a bad thing to happen to the town. And Jameson Hopper meets uh, this this uh, 
they're not the sheriff, but they they would like to be because they like to help people. And we can go into whether law enforcement helps people at another day. Uh, but but Glint is cool, and uh, they really do have the best interests of the town at heart. So they work together to stop this this bank, this like water bank, from siphoning all the water. And um, it's a really good story about people coming together and listening. Um, And I think that's a lesson we could all really learn from. Like uh, other Jameson Hopper stories also have lessons, which is part of what makes them so, so good. In in the context of, of other, uh, of, 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 I can't, I can't keep going. So do you guys remember that meme shot from the Lord of the Rings of Aragorn pushing open the doors? Yes! <laughs> like the really sexy door push. It's like that, but not yes! not like super sexy. But Shock is just going to push open the doors. Misha thinks it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait! Wait! All right, I am very sorry because I don't wish to take up much more of your time. Then get out! No, not yet. I want to hear about the well. It's really good! What was that thing the small one was talking about? Can we make that from the stuff in the stash? No, no making and no getting from outside. Well, that's what we're here to talk about today, isn't it? Because it sounds like there are some conflicting views here in town, and I have some relevant evidence I would like to present. Reference section, can you bring up records from several past votes from recent history? We can certainly do that. And reference section will start compiling data and the fax machine will start getting ready to print. Are there any particular votes you would like to access the records of? Yes, there's one that I heard about before I first came here. When Power Stand Street was extended about 30 years ago, I think, do you have the records from that vote? We have the records of every vote. As you should. I would like to direct everyone's attention to the records here, to the conversation that reference section recorded. There have been multiple concerns raised, all of them by me, that extending Power Stand Street would make things dirtier, but... As pointed out by my helpful equestrian friend here, less time in line provides less opportunities to litter. I am in favor of this motion. All of you were here then. All of you took part in that vote. And that vote was nearly unanimous. Look at the things you said not so long ago in the span of your lifetimes. The things that you wanted. It was one of the biggest renovations that the wheel had seen, and it was something that just about everyone wanted, because the wait was too long at the power stations that already existed, and everyone was happier afterwards, because they finally didn't have to wait so long. And from the back, a little BattleBot Roomba will speak up. But that was 30 years ago. The opinion of the wheel has since changed. Would you rather things go back to the way they were before, or is it okay for opinions to change and nothing else? Reference section, bring up another vote. Uh, which vote would you like? Or is it just a random one? Uh, I'm trying to think of, I don't want it to be a random one. I'm just trying to think of the fiction in my head. Okay, in reference section, you don't know if they picked up on your cue or not, because they're not supposed to present any opinion, but they pull up a rather interesting one. And as it's getting pulled up, you can already see Jake Hell face palming with multiple of his arms. 
What I am saying is that small demon could spell the end for all of the beyond. You don't know what it can bring. Precisely, Jacob. We do not know what this child will bring. But is that not what makes it exciting? Exciting, exciting. More like... Stress-inducing. I can feel my wires fraying at the moment. Oh, well then. Would you like me to take away the other frightening artifacts that I've brought back from my scavenging trips? Well, no, but... I have given you many gifts. What makes this one so different? Why did you vote yes? Not you as a group, you specifically, each of you who voted yes. Why did you vote yes to let me stay the first time? And reference section finishes their processing sounds again. And the fax machine prints out another statement. By a completely unanimous vote. The wheel has decided to reverse its previous decisions. Shock, as well as all of his proposals, have been accepted. Welcome back, Shock. What's your rationale for not wanting to bring Gary Goldstone back? Because you're the last holdout there, and we really should figure this out. There is no logical in-character reason for us to bring Gary Goldstone back to this war. Well, but consider this, though. My argument was that Misha would maybe bring him there because he was a good teacher that let them leave the classroom. And so they are like, well, maybe they... And they were talking about, you know adventures maybe gary goldstone brings nothing to us <laughs> i refuse look hopper would not be in favor of bringing gary goldstone back but i also feel like there's a large chance he wouldn't know misha was planning to bring gary goldstone back and then once he's there like fucking fine we've got so many other people yeah i feel like there's also an element of well for an army you need a lot of people who are all the people we know? Are we truly planning to use this man as cannon fodder when we have like 50 Anines? Not in so many words. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Oh, I, I know you are. Tom's the holdout on everything except for the Bog Witch. The Bog Witch, Hallie said no. And then Fancy Tom and Joe, Tom is the holdout who said no on them. Which I disagree strongly with your reasoning for Joe, even though I, I don't necessarily disagree with a no. What was your reasoning? Whose reasoning? Mine? Yeah. I have no fucking idea what my reasoning is. Your reasoning was that he was too minor when he's- I don't think he's too minor. As big as other characters you're bringing back. Minor to me. <laughs> you're bringing back the fucking ghost snake. I liked the ghost snake. Yeah. I loved the okay. ghost snake. But the ghost snake is so minor. I don't care about Joe. The ghost snake? I don't give a single shit about Joe. This is my NPC showdown. <laughs> the ghost snake was there- I love the ghost for snake. For less- 
time and did last. Yeah, and it was just for Misha. Misha wouldn't bring the ghost name. But it would be so easy for us to summon some Stratic friends. And it would be just as easy now to summon Joe? There's tactical value. It would just be funny. There's no, there's no reason not to summon Joe, so I'm willing to I'm willing to change my no on that. I just don't like Joe enough. It would just be funny to have like a handsome hopperscotch in We can bring like- Alright, I'll switch I'll concede my no on Joe. Okay. You can answer Hopper's question first. No, no, Ellie, go ahead. Go ahead. I can, I can wait to find out the answer to this obscure formula that I typed in. You were asking about an obscure formula. Don't you think that there are more useful things we could be asking right now? I mean, well, I assume that Shock is asking reference section them with using the telepath. I, 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 I'm secondary. You know, I, I, Shock's got it. Okay. Also in my, my, my... This is my statement right here. Hop was asking about he had once seen a version of the Tardy Boys that was misspelled. There was an H instead of a T, and he wanted to know more about that misspelling and how it came about. That's the mathematic formula he put in. <laughs> like <laughs> H. What does H equal? He would look. He's been, he has like <laughs> several things he's looking up. I was thinking that he was looking up left triangles. I don't know. Why the fuck are the left triangles on the NPC list? I don't actually know. Why are the left They're triangles coming. on the NPC list? I wrote it on the chat because because it would be a good character closing <laughs> arc that they left and they are coming back for this big battle. Also, Tom, you can't go you can't go in and put indifferent to so many characters and then I say yes, we're bringing them and you say why the fuck are we bringing them? You didn't want left triangles. You should have said no. No, I'm not saying I don't want them. I'm just saying what the fuck is this? <laughs> I saw that and was like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> when did we meet a left triangle? Don't you worry about it. Well, no, but but the glor says that they left, and so we need to bring them back. That's why I was about to make a joke and you interrupted me. The eagles are coming. <laughs> the eagles are coming. <laughs> the angles are coming. And I'm so sorry, Tom. It's just you didn't actually address any of their concerns. You just gave a no one. Po- you just gave a power no one, of friendship no fucking, speech. No one fucking talked yet. I didn't think it was voting right then. Well, you pissed them off enough because <laughs> they came in and they started doing concerns, and you're like, no, no, power of friendship. Anyways, fuck. So Emily, I want you to roll me. This a, hasn't been a good day for you. You're like me today. I want you to roll me a d20. It hasn't been a good day for me. Who me? You all claim that Chalk has made a major mistake, which he has, but none of us here are perfect. Clarity, do you remember when you accidentally plugged into the wrong hole and caught... Sorry, clarity. Phrasing. Do you remember when you abused the amount of power you consumed in Power Stand Street and caused a shortage for two whole weeks? There's no coming back from this. I think we've we've achieved a rare and highly dangerous breaking Ari. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is unprecedented in Quest Friends history that exclusively Ari was broken. Look at her. Holy shit. Oh, it's so funny. Look at her. <laughs> it's fine. How does it feel, Hallie? How does it feel to have it not be you? Amazing. Like, Tom has been dunked on hard today. Ari's lost it. This is a good day for me. <laughs> good day for me. But <laughs> not for you guys. <laughs> it's fine. 
We can proceed <laughs> now. It's okay. <laughs> we're we're having some shock I times. I doesn't that need I to <laughs> still wiping away tears. <laughs> I just love how you're like course corrected. <laughs> 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 immediately. <laughs> I'm done. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing will ever be fine again. No, proceed. <laughs> the course correction was as funny as the actual mistake. It's just going to, I'm just occasionally going to think about it again and lose it a little bit. <laughs> Ari just did. All of you need to fucking behave yourselves. Why don't you fucking behave yourself, Dad? Yeah. Um, it's fine, I'm done. Proceed. 